A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine showing up to work in the heat of summer and being told, shorts are unprofessional. It deserves some dress code malicious compliance, does it not? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, move your car. Lol, okay. I'm the 19-year-old female, daughter of my normally very nice parents. We had new neighbors move in about two years ago, and for the most part, we just let them be. They were a little annoying sometimes, and there were a couple instances where we had to complain about the overwhelming noise of their weekend parties at night, but other than that, they're pretty okay neighbors. We've never had a problem with them until recently, after several strikes against my family. Strike number one, destructive dogs. So our neighbor's family and my family own dogs. My dogs are very gentle and spend most of their time indoors. We live in Southern California and when this incident happened, it was in the middle of summer. So we let our dogs stay inside to keep cool. Their dogs are very aggressive and are raised as outside dogs. Every time I let my dogs out in the backyard for some fresh air, my neighbor's dogs will attempt to break through the wooden fence dividing our properties via digging, climbing, scratching, etc. The digging was easy to stop, we just filled in the holes with dirt, but at some point their dog managed to create a hole in the wall large enough for their dog to squeeze their face in, so about the size of a dinner plate. We have cameras, so we caught everything on tape. My parents are pretty understanding, so my dad went and talked to my neighbors, offering to pay half of the damage since it's our shared property line. The neighbor's wife, who we're going to call Lying Sally for this story, called my dad a liar and accused our dogs of damaging the fence, which we knew wasn't true, and my dad told her we had proof it was her dogs and demanded my family pay for the damages. They fought over it and nothing got solved, so eventually my dad conceded and nailed some plywood over the gaping hole. Problem solved, but this was only the first strike. Strike number two, just why? The next incident is honestly really stupid and I don't even know why lying Sally bothered lying. So this incident happened about a few days after we had to call our third noise complaint on one of the parties again. Like seriously, who blasts let it go at 10.30pm at night? I wish I was making this up. My mom is getting out of her car in our driveway when lying Sally walks right up to her and accuses her of yelling at their lawn mowing guy to not mow their lawns so loudly at 7.30 a.m. My mom was very confused. She's never talked to the guy who comes over to mow their lawn. We've never cared about any of our neighborhood's business in general. For frick's sake, we have a neighbor across the street who revs his motorcycle at 6 a.m. and another neighbor who does construction stuff in his garage for a hobby. My family's been living here for almost 20 years. We're very chill with our neighbors' loud and noisy hobbies normally. Long story short, my mom confronted the lawnmower guy one morning and asked him if she's ever talked to him before, and he told her no. Lying Sally saw this and ran out of the house to confront my mom. She screams, what are you talking to him for? And so my mom replies, because you're a lying witch. And so that's the gist of it. I don't even know why lying Sally even bothered lying about that. At this point, we were convinced lying Sally was a nutcase. Strike number three, the point where I finally stepped in. For the past month, my neighbors have stooped to a new low by hogging all of the parking space in front of our house whenever they get an opportunity. My family has three cars. 
two usually sit in our driveway and the third is parked curbside in front of our house. My neighbors have two cars, both of which they parked alongside the curb in front of both of our houses. The curb our houses share is only big enough for two cars. They've stopped using their driveway entirely just to park their two cars on the curb, which forces us to park our third car further down the street. It's not a big deal, but what they were doing was petty. So my parents became petty too. The moment they would move their cars to go to work, my parents would move our third car back into its spot on our half of the curb. This went on for almost an entire year. Until at some point an unspoken truce was made and they stopped their petty scheme. Things returned back to normal until I accidentally screwed it up. In my defense, I was driving home with the third car late at night. It's dark, I accidentally back up way too far and park the car smack dab in the middle of the curb. So my car is literally in the middle between our houses. I'm tired from working all day so I don't think much of it since our neighbor still has a whole entire driveway to themselves. Trust me, their driveway is just like ours, it's made to fit two cars. The next morning I wake up to the sound of my parents arguing downstairs. Our neighbors have parked one of their cars on their driveway and the other one is parked in front of our third car on our side of the curb. This wouldn't be a problem if half of the hood of their car wasn't sticking out into our driveway. The problem with this is that if we try to back out the car, the one closest to their car in our driveway, we might hit their car and I'm pretty sure that was done on purpose. I was done with their games. So I marched over next door and rang their doorbell. The husband, we'll call him Pig for this story, opens the door and he's recording me as if I'm going to attack him, which is ridiculous. I'm five foot two and he's close to six feet. If anything, I should be the scared one. The conversation goes like this. I said, is it okay if you can move your car? Pig says, no, the police told me I can park anywhere I want because it's a public road. And they even told me I can record you. I said, I don't even care about you recording me. I just need you to move your car. You have an entire driveway to yourself. It's just common courtesy to not block your neighbor's car into their driveway. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. 
If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Pig says, you guys can still get out. It's not that bad. I say, uh, yeah, but we just don't want to hit your car by accident while backing out. Pig says, is that a threat? I say, uh, no, I'm just saying that we don't want to pay for the damage of your car because you didn't want to move it, and I can't guarantee that we won't hit it. It's pretty darn close. They say, I don't care. I shouldn't have to move my car. You move your car. I realized that I wasn't going to get anywhere, so I let him slam the door in my face and I walked away. I went back inside my house and got on my laptop to make sure that, yes, it is indeed illegal to park in front of someone's driveway, even partially. So my neighbor does have to move by law. However, I wanted to be a petty witch. So I moved my car. I grabbed my car keys and carefully backed up the car. Again, the one closest to his poorly parked car, so that the back half is inches away from the front of Pig's car. So my car is now blocking Pig's car from pulling out into the street and leaving. My car is also blocking the sidewalk, which I know is illegal, but I already had this planned out. Basically, I caged in his car and held it hostage for a couple days. Either Pig or Lying Sally would have to come and apologize to make me move the car, which I knew was very unlikely, or part number four, victory. Sure enough, as I predicted, Pig called the cops a few days later and reported my butt. His face was so smug as the officer told me that I can't legally box in someone's car like that and block the sideway with my vehicle. I told the officer that I understood that and I'll move my car. But I immediately pointed out that it's illegal to partially block the entrance point to someone's driveway as well, and that Pig's car is crossing that line by over two feet. The smile on Pig's face vanishes and his face turns red, while the officer tells him that he's going to have to move his car as well. So I back up my car and I'm grinning like a cat who's caught its prey, while Pig has to move his car into his driveway. I also made sure to move our third car back into its rightful spot as well. It just always annoys me when you have to deal with a neighbor like this that's just so dense and doesn't want to get along with anybody. Our next story is Summer in Office Dress Code. When summer was here and the temperatures were approaching 85 plus degrees Fahrenheit on the hotter days, I'm located in Northern Europe which means that this stuff is hot for us. And to top it off, the humidity was off the charts. Leave a cold beverage out on the table for a minute or two, and it's condensing as hard as I'm sweating. Puddles underneath and all. We don't have air conditioning at my office, and probably will never have. When the weather gets like this, the office turns into a steam sauna, or at least a close approximation, and there is nothing we can do about it. We survive it the best we can by wearing less clothes. At normal temperatures, we wear the typical professional garb, But when the temperature rises, it's typically light dresses and skirts for the women. 
and shorts for the men. The unspoken rule was to just keep the designs professional. No Bermuda shorts, bikinis, or clothes with eye-searing colors. You know, normal common sense. However, this year, shorts are suddenly a problem. If you've never experienced the glory of arbitrary rule changes before, then I envy you. With that bit of context, summer legs, we'll get on with the malicious compliance. What happened is we got a new manager during the start of the year, and apparently this new manager has new manager ideas. Without warning, a couple of days into the steam sauna at work season, the new manager decided that shorts were unprofessional. And in short order, he ordered the men in the office to go back to wearing heat stroke inducing long pants. No meetings, no talking with people in the office first, no different alternative, just here are your new guidelines, have a nice day kind of situation. Sent out over mail of course, shortly before the end of day. The new rules were to take effect immediately. Now, I was none too pleased by this, and come the next day, I find out that neither were the rest of the men in the office, mostly because each and every man went from being uncomfortably hot to now sporting his own little steam oven, and in the privacy of his pants, steaming a two buns and two eggs combo. Grumbles were had all around. It should be said that when I think something's unfair, I can get a bit confrontational, and I won't take just because as a good enough explanation. Basically, I don't play nice with arbitrary rules. As such, during the first day after the rule change, I found a moment to press the new manager for the real explanation. As such things have a tendency to do, after a bit of back and forth, I was finally presented with his reason. Shorts are unprofessional because no one wants to look at hairy man legs. I honestly didn't know what to say to that at first, because how do you argue against stupid? Stupefied was the most fitting way to describe my state of mind after that bomb. As I went on with the rest of the day, I tried to figure out how to get this whole insane rule changed, because I sure as heck was not going to suffer more than necessary during the whole of summer. I went to my buddy to get his take on it, and to no surprise, he agreed with my take. The new manager was just power tripping or similarly changing rules for no good reason. Now, the question became how to get under his skin and pull him down a peg or two. If you've never dealt with the type of person the new manager is, then I can tell you that showing disrespect to their authority is the best way to get under their skin, and pointing out their stupidity publicly is the easiest way to enact change. Of course, with the additional added benefit of painting a target on your own back. After a good half hour, my buddy had helped me cobble a plan together, and off I went to set it into motion. First, I got confirmation on the reason for no shorts. Basically, had the new manager confirm over mail that shorts were not allowed and unprofessional because of hairy man legs. Then that evening I set to it at home, getting ready for wearing shorts to work the next day. When the next day came around, I peacocked into the office wearing shorts. In no time at all, the new manager was on my case. And in typical new manager style, he gave me a dress down in front of my co-workers. While he did this, I was fighting to not let a grin surface on my face. I think that humans are amazing in many different ways. One of which is that we don't always pay all that much attention to the details of mundane things. And as such, can gloss over them with ease. But once your attention has been drawn to something, you basically can't ignore it or unsee it. 
After the new manager was done stroking his ego, I broke. I couldn't hold in my smile anymore. With the biggest grin on my face, I pointed to my legs and said, But I shaved my legs. I think that broke the new manager for a full 10 seconds. He just kind of stood there taking it all in, really looking at my legs, then looking back and forth between my legs and face a couple of times. You could see him trying really hard to make sense of what happened while my co-workers snickered in the gallery. After he kind of got his bearing again, I pointed out that the problem with shorts were hairy man legs. And as they were no longer hairy, shorts should no longer be a problem. I wish I could tell you that it devolved into an epic meltdown. That new manager was so far up his own butt that he was immune to reason and would ignore his own previous statement about professional wear and shorts. That the power battle in the office devolved into a battle for who would get the other fired. That didn't happen. Instead, after a short while, still surrounded by the majority of the office staff, the new manager declared that the men could go back to how it used to be. I haven't suffered any retaliation as of yet, and it seems that's not going to happen, which is good. It's also the gift that keeps on giving because I keep seeing new manager's eyes darting down to my manly shaved legs every now and then when I interact with him. I find it absolutely hilarious, and I'm honestly considering keeping them shaved until it stops demanding his attention. I've acquired a new nickname in the office, which I guess isn't all good fun. Many of my co-workers have taken it upon themselves to call me by Summer Legs. Honestly, I thought OP was going to turn to skirts and maybe ask everybody to grow their leg hair out for those that do shave, but honestly this compliance was just as good. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.